Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow! So, I know how you have. You've set this up to work. Because our very first question is actually, Pastor Izo, God speaks to you, go plant a church, and you take your whole family that had dreams. Yeah. Children were in school. Yes. Friends. Talk to us. Friends, what? Talk to us about that. Yeah. Hi, everyone. We are happy to be here. Thank you for the surprises. Just allow me to say one thing about Pastor Isaac. He's over generous. Oh, <laughs> he's over generous. People have experienced his generosity, and I'm a beneficiary. Thank you so much. Let me say hi to a few people before I answer the question. Yes. <laughs> to our children, our Maria, to Gee, and Coban, and TCK family. Yay! And of course, HI 2020. <laughs> We are glad to be here. So, why did you carry me and my family to Uganda? <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were answering it. <laughs> so, um, in 2004, June uh, 16th, uh, on a Wednesday at 2 p.m., when, when I gave my life to Christ, Hi, on. Uh, there are three specific things that God told me. Of course, I didn't know it was God at that moment because, because you know, it, it, was, it was a confrontation between, between God, you know, pursuing me. So that, on that particular afternoon when I got saved, God says, I will change you. Then he says, I will use you. And he told me, I will take you to places you never thought you would go. So fast forward uh, 12 years down the line, that's 2016, that's when we received the invitation to come to plant Trinity Chapel Kampala. I think that's one of the things that was being activated and it yeah. was very overwhelming. But I, 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 I interpreted it as, you know, one of those things that God says, I will change you, I will use you, I will take you to places you've never, never gone before. Of course, it was, it was very overwhelming, yeah. uh, you know, to be sent to, um, you know, a foreign country. This is not my primary context, my primary culture. And so it was very overwhelming. But I was looking for something that would involve my faith. You know, sometimes, you know, even as a, as a, as a, as a minister, it's, it's very it's possible for you to do ministry out of routine and out of experience. True. But I, I, I just came to a season and I felt I need to do something that will involve my faith. Yeah. And, and, and this church planting journey presented that on the table. So I remember, you know, sharing with Rehab, uh, and how, how long had you been married at this point? We had when? been, this, we were, this was in our sixth year, because we got married in uh, 20, 2010, November okay. 13th. Yeah. So this was in our sixth year. Yeah. And we, to be very honest, we felt, we felt underqualified. And, uh, you know, we're yeah. like, let's, let's give ourselves, you know, a couple of years, uh, because this is, yeah, this, this is a, this league has its owners. Yes. <laughs> and we didn't, we, we, we just didn't feel this was us. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, we wrestled with God. We took time to pray. Mm. And when it was very clear, I said to my wife, you know what? We are going. Let's embrace this. This is, this is, this is where we will, this is where God is. Yes. Uh, and now that we are talking about vision, it's very important, I think, when, when, when you have a partner whose, whose vision, uh, you know, <laughs> both your visions <laughs> don't so clash. <laughs> vision, right. Vision. <laughs> Vision, vision. Go yeah, uh, you know your 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 visions do not clash. Yes. Uh, so that when you say I feel God leading us to this direction, the other person was not totally on the other direction, which is yeah. one of the conversations that we'll have uh, go by. So I told my wife, of course, our children <laughs> uh, by default <laughs> did not have the choice, uh, and and I remember coming to Uganda with two things. Feeble legs, or feeble feet, but a firm faith. Wow. Wow. My, thank God for, 
for pants and and you know because Brown my pants. yeah <laughs> yeah, my, I, your feeble, feeble feet, but with a firm faith that God is the one who is going to, has instituted this work, mm. and it is God who will, you know, bring it to pass. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. No, um, um, at this point, mm -hmm. I, 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 you look like a pretty, you know, you have things going for you, you've married, yeah. Please, mm -hmm. what was happening in your life at this point? What is it that you had talked about before you got married? Yeah. I know many church planters have said, I'll never plant a church. Anyway, so like, what is going on <laughs> in your life when he, when he comes to you and he's like, you know, this is what Jesus is saying. Had he been speaking to you mm -hmm. also? What was, how, how did you transition from, this is what I want to do for my life, my family, my children, to yeah. Jesus has called yeah. And were you thinking he's called him and you're going to support him or you're like he's called us? What was happening there? Awesome, thank you. Um, before we got married, even before we started dating, when I met Isaac, when we had a conversation, a friendship conversation, mm. one of the questions I asked him was, so where do you see yourself in five years? Eh. What is your vision? You know those deep questions? <laughs> so, uh, and he was like, uh-huh. But one thing I knew, I wanted to be with a man who, who is serving God. And mm. most of the times, I found myself being attracted to pastors somehow, you know. <laughs> Why are you the All the men out there who are wondering, how can I get a girl yeah. become a pastor? But then, but then my problem was, I, I was really looking forward to get married to a light guy. Oh. And as you can see, he's light. That was my vision, <laughs> my small vision of <laughs> getting married to a light guy so that I can get light kids. Yeah. That was the vision. But then as I continued growing in Christ, I was like, no, I need somebody with character, somebody who has Christ, mm. and somebody that we have a chemistry. Yeah, but Christ was was more important as in somebody who knows the Lord and is following the Lord. And so when I met Isaac and he's this funny guy, he's giving me a lot of stories. But then we had a conversation about vision that we want to serve God together, not separately. Yeah. I know there are people who might be comfortable. One person is serving in another church and another one is. A, but for us, we said we want to serve God in in one place yeah. and impact generations and, and our focus is mainly on the young people so at the beginning we were just youth pastors and and young couples and that is that that is our passion so when this opportunity of coming to Kampala came up actually he was more scared than I I was it's like wow. I was I was ready for a transition I had been in a church for 23 years Wow. I grew up in a deliverance church in Sicily. This is Sicily. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up there. This is Sicily. <laughs> As a Sunday school, uh, uh, in Sunday school and all yeah. that. So that's where he got me. But after we got there, <laughs> wow. in Sunday school. Sunday school. Vision. 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 Long haul. Long haul. No, we met in, in Bible school. Mm. We were busy. You know, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, mm. preparing for ministry. Mm. Then, yeah. So we knew that. Uh, so I had been in a church for 23 years, deceasedly, and after some time, I became a pastor there. And so after we got married, he joined me in our mm. church, mm. apparently, and we wow. sat there together for five he years. He joined you. Can you imagine? Ah. Yeah. So, um, well, in our <laughs> in our journey, in our in our relationship journey. Uh, We've, we've had different um, crossroads, and that was one of it. Because when we were in Bible school, in, in, uh, in, in our final year, she was, she was employed in her church. She was put on staff. Uh, I wasn't on staff in our church. I was, I was a faithful uh, servant. I, I, I preached and I served there very faithfully, and my church really supported me. But I wasn't on staff. So one of our, one of our uh, you know, interesting uh, crossroads was, so we want to get married. Both of us are sort of committed in our different churches. What, yeah. what do we do? And everyone we went to did not have an answer for us. We, God had just set up, I think, uh, an a situation where 
I am the only one that has your answer. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone that we went to, all our mentors and, and you know, everyone that we shared with, our fellow church leaders did not seem to have an answer for us. So we said, well, uh, let's not stress ourselves too much. Let's, let's cross that bridge when we got there. Because I think for us, we, we were looking for a bridge before we got there. Yeah. Uh, so we got married and it was, it, the reason why it was e easier for me to transition to Deliverance Church as opposed to her transitioning to Kahawa West Baptist Churches, first and foremost, she was on staff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I wasn't on staff, so it would have been, it would have been uh, you know, kind of selfish, selfish yes. to ask her to leave her, you know, her work and join me, who is not employed. Yes. Uh, yes. And we, we, needed, we needed finances. True, true. Uh, and, and, and we got married. With, we got married, uh, you know, in, 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 in that state, which is very countercultural where I come from. Yeah. Because normally it is the wife who moves, who moves and joins. Yes. But, you know, we, we, I've, I've, I've taught here in uh, uh, Worship Harvest before. I, I, I keep saying this. Last Sunday I was, I was preaching at Vive Church and I said this that the biblical truth is countercultural and supracultural. Yes. If, you come, if you come to a place where, where cultural beliefs yes. and biblical truth clash, there is, no way, there is no way you can allow cultural truth or cultural practices to determine how you practice spiritual. It's, it must be the other way around. Yeah. So I realized I was listening too much to the cultural side. Yeah, yeah the Bible tells me no, we, we are one. Mm. Yeah, a man shall live. That, li <laughs> that living is that living is 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 is, is in is in different faces. Yes. And so I put on my cultural, you know, um, beliefs aside. And I'm not saying it is wrong. Yeah. If your context allows for that, well and good. But yeah. but my situation called for me to make a different move, and that's what I did. I joined Deliverance Churches Lee, where I was never made to feel second class. Mm. I did all, because we had been trained and we were pastors, so I did all pastoral responsibilities. The only thing is that I wasn't on staff for two years, 2011, 2012. Yeah. It was in early 2013 when, when now the church leadership called me and said, hey, we, we want to bring you on board as part of the staff. And so for two years, I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot of um, uh, personal staff. I, I, I used to teach uh, a, 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 a diploma course uh, from the university that we had studied, which is an off-campus, yeah. and I also I also did a lot of emceeing work. And yeah, I also she, she, yes, she's I, hinting, I, 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 I she's, hinting, she's hinting on something. Yes, I used to sell I used to sell uh, men's clothing. Actually, in 2012 was my first time to come to Kampala. Mm. I think God was just you know pulling me. Came here yeah. uh, downtown, picked some stock, went back to twice actually that year. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, th I think God was just throwing grain to me, you know, like the way you would throw grain to a chicken, a hen, chicken before you, yes, yeah, God was just throwing <laughs> grains to me. So, uh, yes, and, and that's, 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 that explains our transition. Wow, that's amazing. It's, 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 it's beautiful the way God works behind the scenes I mean, to align us with him. Mm. You know, because, I mean, thinking about your past, there's no way you saw it you know, unfolding in the way that it unfolded, but because you obeyed yeah. and stepped into the space where God called you, he made everything to work in your favor. Absolutely. That's really amazing. Now, uh, I know that you have built certain uh, principles, because when we had a conversation with you some time back, you had told us about certain principles that you have built around your family concerning vision. Mm. Yes. I want you to just you know, let us in on some of those, what you call the intimacies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, I start off? Yeah. <laughs> okay, in our journey um, and accomplishing our vision, which is well written, when you enter in our house, you'll find two scriptures wow. inscribed on our walls. One of the scriptures is uh, Psalm chapter 48, verse 14. Mm. This God is our God forever and ever, mm. and he will be our guide mm. even to the end. Wow. So one of the principles that we have and have had over time is a, a intimacy is a spiritual intimacy mm -hmm. that God is our God. Mm -hmm. So even before we got married, we knew personally. I knew I want to get married to a born again Christian who is passionate and is growing in the in, in his faith in God. Mm -hmm. So spiritual and and so in, in spirituality we talk about personal personal because you are you are responsible yeah. for your personal growth yeah. as as much as we would pray together and call on the name of the lord together as a family i am responsible for my personal growth but also there is a place of corporate spiritual growth yes. in our in our home like on thursdays we have a prayer day and 
and uh, it's like prayer fellowship. We call it throne room Thursday as a family, yes. and we'll have our children lead prayers and and all that. So uh, spiritual intimacy is, is is very important, and that one leads us to a second scripture in our home, Joshua chapter twenty-four and verse fifteen. That as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So this spiritual intimacy has brought us to a place of choosing to serve this God who is our God forever and ever, who is guiding us even to the end. So uh, that place of spiritual intimacy and having a relationship with the Lord, we are not yet there, but we try our best. You know, one of the expectations I had when I was getting married, because as, as I said, I used to get attracted to pastors. So I was expecting, expectation, uh, when people say that um, the, the man is the priest of the home, hallelujah. So I was expecting every morning, my dear husband will be waking us up at 3 a.m. <laughs> that was not an expectation. <laughs> But apparently, uh, I'm the one who, who is an early riser. Him, he can stay up up to two. Of yeah. course, sometimes I get uh, annoyed about that. But spiritual intimacy is, is very key, personal and, and, and corporate. And so that one has helped us a lot. And it's, we are also passing on that to our children. Yes. Yes. Of course, our seven-year-old sometimes is, is, is afraid when, who is praying today? Uh, I let daddy pray. Because mommy, you pray for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but spiritual intimacy is, is a key to our vision. Yeah. yeah. So spiritual intimacy actually has two faces. So the first face is the personal face that I am I am personally responsible for my spiritual growth. Mm. You you I cannot grow spiritually on behalf of Rahab. Mm. Yeah. And, and no, she cannot grow spiritually on my behalf. Mm. Uh, so so and, and and so every one of us is responsible first of all to connect with God. But the second face is on the service part that God saves us, God um, you know transforms us so that we could serve. And so we serve together. Yeah. We serve together. Different callings, different giftings different spiritual interests, yeah. but the same God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, complementing one another, complementing complementing each other as far as the spiritual gifts uh, are concerned. And we, we have been, we have found it a joy to serve together as a couple, uh, you know, in, in, in pastoral capacity. Yeah. Uh, and we are able to, you know, stand in for each other. Mm. Most of the times, for example, when I come to preach at Worship Harvest, it's actually Rahab. Who is who is the one leading? Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's that's wonderful. But that's 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 one of the faces. It is also important to highlight that um, when when we talk about vision, when we talk about vision, and when we think about vision as a family, we do not necessarily think of you know like a vision statement. We think about the big. What's the big picture? Yes. What's the what are the things that after I and Rehab have left, yeah. and we have our children and we get. I mean, what what kind of big picture? Yeah. Yes, when, when we eventually gather in heaven yeah. as the matriarchs, I and Rahab, and our children and others that have been called by our name, what are, what are, what are, the, what are the pillars yeah. which we would want to say our family was built on? So spiritual is the first one. Yeah. The second one is intellectual. Yes. You know, intellectual intimacy. Yes. It's a terrible thing to be partners with somebody who you can't reason together. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's tragic. Yeah. It's tragic to it, it's 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 even it's even more terrible and terrifying for one partner to see the other partner yeah. as a spirit as a, as an intellectual dwarf. Oh. You 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 want to you want to have you want to have intellectually stimulating conversations yeah. Yeah. with your spouse. Yeah. You may not be on the same level on 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 different things. But you don't oh, want to, yes. yeah. You, you don't want to be at a place where you feel, oh my goodness, I can't have an intellectual, intellectually stimulating conversation, yeah. uh, conversation with my yeah. wife. Uh, and so, when we talk about intellectual intimacy, again, it has two faces. The first one is problem solving. Yeah. I am fully confident that even if I am not home, Rehab is she able does. to think yeah. on how home can be managed. Yes. yes. You know, she, she, and I have refused. 
most of the times, and I, she has also refused to do what, 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 in, what in counseling is called enabling. Enabling is where, where, where somebody almost feels trapped, like they can't do anything, yeah. even changing a bulb. Bulb, you know, blows, and, and the wife says, I can't change a bulb. It is the husband. Me, I don't know. <laughs> a bulb. Yeah. It can't turn. Ah, yeah. So problem solving. <laughs> yeah. Problem solving. Even if you ignore your you know, problem solving. <laughs> you know, so, so problem solving is uh, problem solving is one, and then the other one is intellectual freedom, yeah. where you allow your wife to explore, or the wife allows the husband to explore different intellectual interests. Yeah. They may not be the other past partner's primary interest, but at least you have allowed them. Yes. Mm. My wife is currently a student at Harvest Institute. Mm. Yes. Uh, I don't feel threatened by that. Wow, awesome. That's where to go. Neither am I detached from what she is doing. Mm. Mm. I am able to know Dr. Tusu's assignments. I'm able to follow their, their conversations when they are when they're in class with Dr. Alex Mutagubi are doing uh, hermeneutics. I am interested. I am not in the class, but I am, I am aware of what is happening, and yes. I have allowed her to think to think, and not only for us as a couple, but even for our children. Yeah. We, we are currently reading uh, Manuela's book, yes. uh, Stop, yes. Listen, you know, yeah. your child is thinking. Yes. And we have deliberately allowed our children to ask questions, which to us may seem foolish and obvious, but they are looking for answers. Yes. Uh -huh. Stretch their thinking and create an opportunity and um, uh, an environment for both of us yeah. as a couple yeah. to be able to... to, to yeah. So intellectual intimacy is important. Mm -hmm. awesome. Very, very key. Awesome. Pastor Isaac, someone is here saying, Pastor Isaac, please leave Katayas out of this. <laughs> We beg, we're asking. Yeah, that's just that's a hug. So you've got two more? Yeah, we've yeah. got two more. Briefly, yeah. we'll talk about them. Social intimacy. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, as you, my, my husband is a sanguine, he's a party guy. I'm a bit calm. But um, yeah, and cool calm. and cool. <laughs> you don't know that side of me, Angela? Mm, I've never met it. <laughs> No, you're meeting it today. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so uh, he likes shooting pool. He... I know he's a guy. There's a place you <laughs> can. There's a place you used to go to and sh and 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 Pastor Rehab would be so stressed. Somewhere there, <laughs> where I put the things out there. But it's okay. Yeah, you like yeah. you like playing pool. So. Yes. We go for movies together, we go for dates, as in, we, yeah. uh, recreational, we, we are growing together in that area. I, I never used to like movies and all that. Mm. In my lifetime, before I got married to him, I never went for a movie. That was not, remember I wanted this it's spiritual nice. guy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we go for those things. I, um, I, I don't know how to shoot pool, but I go to, to accompany him and, and learn. So it's good to be interested yeah. and grow socially together and be friends, yeah. you know? Yes. But then again, relationship, building relationship with others. Yes. Um, that is peers and mentors and mentees. Yeah. So um, we are very open. We, we are vulnerable couple. Yes. We reach out. We, yes. we look for help. When, when something is not right, I know I, there is somewhere I can report him. If it's ministry, I can always call Pastor Mose and tell him, can you, tell, can you tell your fellow minister to style up? <laughs> you know, relationships are very important. Yes. And we thank God that by the grace of God, even when we transited here, mm. God has given us the privilege of having friends, which yeah. include Worship Harvest Ministries. I can name Ariwa Kamara, like now, he's waiting for us at home mm. after this. <laughs> By force, by fire. So relationships are very important and having people who have gone ahead of you. Yes. Having yeah. people who have gone ahead of you and they can speak into your life. Yeah. So don't, one, one of the things I usually say, people, uh, the enemy loves secrets and putting you in a corner and telling yeah. you, by the way, the yes. things you're going through in your marriage, you're alone. you are alone. Yes. But when you attend these pre premarital, postmarital enrichment groups, you realize, by the way, I think I'm better off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when you're alone, 
you are alone yes. as in so don't allow yourself as a couple to be alone look out for people yeah. who have gone ahead of you and also your peers yeah, yeah. like in kenya we also have an, 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 an enrichment group i know they are watching us home builders so they they are able to check out on us and all that so social that's 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 very you know counter to what we have been told when we get married. Mm. When we get married, they tell you that your business is your business. Yeah. Stay away from Stay away people. From people. Don't people, people, people don't in. And Everybody has their own issues. Yes. Yeah. Deal with your issues by yourself. So just learning that when you bring those things out to the people yeah. who you are working with, they mm. help you solve them. Yeah. And so you don't have to suffer alone and die in your movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so the three divisions that Rehab has mentioned concerning the spiritual. So, so you have mentors. You have mentors, people that you look up to, people that have gone before you. Yeah, in the social, yeah, under the social uh, intimacy. You have people that have gone before you. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I love is to sit, for example, around Pastor Mose, because the, the, the issues I'm, the ministry giants I'm facing right now, mm. he faced 11 years ago, because we are three years old. You guys are, four, you're, you guys are 14. Yeah. And I feel comforted because I just come and he brushes them off and he tells me, you know what, you, you, you will make you it. Overcome. You will overcome. <laughs> yeah. People that have been married, bef uh, you know, have gone in the, in the marriage um, uh, setup before us. Special shout out to the Awagatas. The Awagatas are our mentors back in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing family, amazing ministers, mm -hmm. amazing parents. We get to learn so much from them. They have also been through the missionary uh, phase. They were missionaries at CLA in Rwanda currently back in Kenya. We get to learn a lot of them and we look up to them. And we, we have chosen to be vulnerable. We don't know it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have it all organized. We don't have it all spiced up. We have made mistakes and we, 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 we are vulnerable to get yes. to learn. Yes. Mentors. And then we have peer couples, people who you are sort of at the same level with. Yeah. You need people that you can relate with, yeah. people that, that are almost at the same, you are at par. Yeah. And we bless God for, 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 for God bringing people our way. Um, you know, the Kamaras, you guys. Apparently, we have a WhatsApp group with, we have a, it's exclusive, we can't add you. <laughs> yes, this, is, this is the Masharias and the Okulos. When it was formed, it was called Coffee and Pizza because we just said, hey guys, we need to do Coffee and Pizza. Yeah. So it was called Coffee and Pizza. So we went for that Coffee and Pizza date uh, so we have changed the name. Now the name is called Milkshake and Namawajul. <laughs> 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 and, and we thank God for, for such conversations that go beyond ministry, mm -hmm. go beyond family. Mm -hmm. And then you need mentees, people that you are, after you have benefited you. from yeah. others, people that are you know, benefiting from you, from you yeah. so that you may also help them. But that first number four is uh, financial, financial intimacy. Yeah. Uh, money is a resource that we cannot ignore. Yes. Uh, and as a family, there have been faces when we have not had money. And there are faces where we have had money. And we can tell you which one is better. We can tell you which one is better. But with regards to that, there are also two faces under it. First of all is financial openness. Yeah. I do not make any money that my wife does not know. Neither does she make any money that I do not know. Mm -hmm. Our accounts are open. We, we do not have any... Any... Secret stash. <laughs> any, any, yeah. yeah. For a rainy, if it is for a rainy day, it is, it for is both for, for both of us. <laughs> uh, and and we, have, we have come to that place where if anything comes in, we, we are just open about it yeah. and we plan for our finances together. So financial openness, that one is sorted. Mm. The second one is uh, growth. Mm. How do you grow what you have? Uh, and so we, 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 we realize that God brings our resources our way, but how do we become good stewards? Yes. How do we get, yes. keep, keep. And grow. grow it. Yeah, so, so, so currently, again, under the Oculos, we are doing uh, SFFG, which is straightforward financial growth, uh, which, is, which is like a coaching uh, journey towards yes. growing our finances. And we, we want to thank you so much. And of course, Pastor Mose, who is the pioneer, uh, you know, for allowing us into such a space so that we, we not only, we not only uh, get and keep, but we also, we're also able to grow it, wow. which, is, which is very important. Wow. Well, guys. Wow. That's awesome. We really appreciate you for sharing those intimacies with us. There's the spiritual, uh, so social, intellectual, 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 and financial. And financial.
Way to go. I think uh, just to close before, there, there, there has been a question. Someone is, so to close and to give like final shots. The question is, what is the most wonderful experience you've had, you know, as a family here in ministry here in, in Kampala? And then do you have any parting, you know, shots before we Briefly. Okay, briefly, I think for us um, has been to meet other people yes. in ministry and to grow in that space, yeah. you know. It has been a joy to meet such guys like you. I don't think we would have been, we, we never have met you. We've not <coughs> been, as in, the, our faith has grown yeah. just mm. being here in Kampala. Yeah. What is my final parting shot? Um, I want to speak to people who are married. As Jesus would teach the disciples, well, he, was, he taught them to pray. He told them, pray this way. Uh, our Father who is that in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Yes. So my prayer is that you, the kingdom of God would come into our families. Yes. And what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Our marriage is a blessing from the Lord. And yes. the Bible says that it's blessing make it rich and, and add no sorrow, sorrow to it. Yeah. So I speak peace, joy, and righteousness in your marriages Amen. and in your families in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, is there any parting shots? Um, yeah, so I, I, I want to specifically speak to people that are not yet married and looking forward to get married and wondering, uh, you know, is it possible to get someone that you know, our visions can be synchronized and we can, we can do life together, you know, without, um, you know, having extremes with regards to, to our vision. I say it's very possible. It's very possible. Just, 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 just find out. Find out about their interests and find out about, you know, where they want to see the journey of life taking them and how they are investing towards accomplishing that. Uh, like, again, I said, it's, it's, it's tragic to get married to somebody who's whose vision, whose people whose visions are not um, compatible. Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be a pain. It might be interesting in the first few, <laughs> few phases because, uh, you know, of the honeymoon period and things like that. But once, once, that is, once that is over and people start pursuing their passions, you know, it's, gonna be, it's, gonna, it's not going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And so please uh, invest in finding out, you know, what does your partner want and is it compatible? If it is not, uh, you would rather call it off as, as early as possible. Yes. Um, allow me to also say thank you to Nairobi Chapel, which is our sending church. Yeah. Uh, they are the ones who, through God, have availed an opportunity for us to be church planters here. And so the Nairobi Chapel family are scattered across uh, and other Trinity uh, Chapel churches. We are so grateful for, for the opportunity to send us here. Mm -hmm. uh, and may um, the Lord bless you. Um, Amen. Yeah. Wow. Bless you. Wow, thank you very much, the Macharias. Thank you guys for joining us today with the Couch Couple for the series today. And uh, over you to, over back to you, Pastor Moser, for the conclusion. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Isaac and Rehab Macharia and Dr. and Mrs. Okulo for that very stimulating conversation about vision but having a vision for different areas of intimacy why uh, like we had last sunday you're getting out what you've been putting in so most people think that good things happen by themselves the last time i checked the only things that grow by themselves and flourish are the weeds remember i added s weeds not weed. So, uh, if you want weeds, not weed, let it be, let it be. If you want crops, if you want a harvest, you're going to have to have a vision for what you want and then you do something about it. And we've just learned right now the four different areas of intimacy. I know that for a lot of married people, they only know one which they didn't actually talk about, physical. But there is, they talked about spiritual intimacy, they talked about intellectual intimacy. Uh, like our friend Sam Chisa likes to say, you can uh, 
you can survive on charm for exactly three minutes. After that, you'd better have something to say. If when your partner says something like Napoleon Bonaparte, you're like, is that a, 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 a recipe? You know, we are in trouble. So intellectual intimacy, and then we talked about social intimacy. Uh, what's your network? Your network is going to determine your levels of success. When Ari and I were in serious trouble, we had the opportunity of having people around us that helped us continue. And then financial intimacy, growing together in understanding money and how money works. More marriages fail because of money more than anything else. More than anything else. So you need to have a vision. The Bible declares in uh, Proverbs 29, 18, that where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Now, this is the New King James Version, but then there is the King James Version, which is familiar with a lot of people. This verse says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So where there is no vision, where there is no revelation, you had the Macharias, they have these two verses in their house. It's not, that, it's not because that those are the only two verses they know in the Bible. For crying out loud, they've been to Bible college. They know Genesis, Revelation. They even know verses in the book of Numbers. Some of you, the only time you use the book of Numbers is when you're asking for a girl for their number. But... Uh, they, 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 you must, God has to give you something and I'm going to drive at something here which I think is what is keeping those guys happy and going and it's the idea that it's not what you go through, it's not what you're facing that determines your level of success or failure it's not the externals, it's what's on the inside. You know, in physics, we learned that when external pressure exceeds internal pressure, the can crashes. So the, the thing is, you may not be in control of the external pressure. You didn't, you're not the one who caused the lockdown and the COVID. All of that is external pressure. Job losses, income goes, stuff is happening. All that is external pressure. So you can't control a lot of the external pressure. But there is one thing you're in control of, the inside. Now, nature abhors a vacuum. And if you don't put anything on the inside, then, you know, it's just going to be useless. But what do you put on the inside? What drives you on the inside has to be vision. You have to have an idea. Why am I here? Where am I going? What's my life about? So he says, well, there is no vision. The people perish. But he that keeps, keeps the law happy is he. I know that a lot of, I'm not, and I'm not, look, we, we are here to encourage. We are here to encourage. And I know that a lot of people, not a lot, but I know that some people watching us, your marriage hasn't worked out. And it's painful. And, and we hear you. We, 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 we want to minister to you everywhere possible. At the same time, I know that those whose marriages have not worked out, they, 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 they wish they could tell those whose marriages are still holding on to say, just don't quit. Like, like the other side of quitting is not as relieving as you think it is. And so what do you need? You need a vision. The same verse in the Passion Translation, I'll go for the Passion Translation, it says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, People quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Reminds me of that song in primary school. Heaven's come down and glory filled my soul. But I, need, I must needs continue. So, as many of you have heard, and we, we, not, we are not ashamed to tell this story. Ari and I, we nearly didn't make it in marriage. Like, it's really a miracle of God that we can even be preaching about marriage. <laughs> I just laugh for emphasis, so that, you know. But it's a miracle of God, because, and I think, I, I'm not saying God took us through it, but I think God redeemed us from it so that we're able to speak to the majority of you because the majority of you, your marriages haven't been smooth and without issues. It's been tough times. It's been tough times and we've had tough times, but what keeps you going through the tough time is the vision you have on the other end of your life. Quite 
clearly. I, I don't know about Ari, and you know, she's more righteous than I am on many, many levels. But for me, one of the reasons we just couldn't quit was because we were pastors. We were leading a church. Okay, before we were led the church, we were leading a ministry. So it was one of those impossible things like, okay, we, we okay, like, we are stuck. <laughs> and you know, some, some of you are stuck. And you may be thinking that once you're stuck, then you're stuck for forever. No, you, you might feel stuck, but it can get better. A dead, a, a, a live dog is better than a dead lion. Your, your marriage might be in dog state, but still alive. Better than a dead lion. So once you have some sort of purpose in life that you're pursuing, quick, let me put it, clearly, as clear as, as I can possibly put it, successful victorious marriages and families are built on a vision that is bigger than their mere existence. You have to live for something grander than I don't know what, just being there. And that's what helps you go through the tough times. The easy times are easy. You don't need anything to go through the easy times. <laughs> you just get into a state of casting it and slide down. But when the tough time comes, you need to know that there is something on the end of that tough time. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the set the race that is set before us. And says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and see what happened, what helped Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There is a resurrection after a crucifixion. But if you don't have your eyes set on the resurrection, you will not go through the crucifixion. I know today's approach is very different because some of you have been saying, ah, those people, they're only talking about very ideal marriages. What? My stuff is bad. Okay, let's say your stuff is bad. It's like the cross. Christ endured the cross. Do you know why he was able to endure it? The joy that was set before him. When he saw you and I redeemed and free and healed and prosperous and joyful and enjoying our marriages, he said, it's worth dying for. What are you seeing? That's the question. What are you seeing that you say it's worth humbling yourself for? and apologizing to your wife or husband, even when you know you're right, by the way. Because you can win the, 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 the battle and lose the war. You can win the argument and lose the marriage. I've seen many people win arguments and lose marriages. And sometimes you even found out later that you were wrong. <laughs> but when the marriage is gone, because we are all always growing in our understanding and truth, Jesus saw the joy and could endure the cross. What are you living for? Have you imagined your children in their own marriages? That alone and saying they need an example can get you to stay when you could have quit. Have you imagined your family 200 years from now you see, there was a man in the Old Testament who was a prophet who borrowed money and he died and then his children were going to be sold into slavery. Do not let a situational problem become a generational problem. What you're facing right now is situational, but the decisions you make this week, this month, this year can turn a situation, by the way, which you could overcome in a week, in a year, in two years. For crying out loud, it took me three years. Could be a situation where like, I'm facing a situation. 
Some can be started bathing regularly after 14 years of marriage. That's the situation. The wife had to wait 14 years to get a husband who bathes regularly. And he was a boxer and used to do exercise. So, but when you look at them now, when you look at them now, you're like, where, where did they get all this lovey-dovey thing from? The joy that is set before you. If you can see your children succeeding, if you can see your children introducing their parents at their wedding, without having to set up different tents from different places, and having to explain that, no, 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 the other one, who is the real mother? No, no, no. If you can't say that. You look at your pain and say, let me wait for this wound to heal so that I can be in that place. Whether with a scar, I'll get there, but I'll get there. The joy that was set before him. Acts 20. 24, Paul writes and says, but none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Paul wasn't married, so we have to translate this. He wasn't married, but Paul had problems. <laughs> Paul had problems. But he says, none of these things move me. Why? Because I have a vision. <laughs> I'm tired. I just can't go over this small mountain. But when you have a clear vision of the future, you find a huge mountain and start figuring out, how do I get through this as I finish as I finish I'm going to put up two scriptures that are not in line with what I'm saying but as I was praying this morning they came strongly to me and they are what you need to do about what you're hearing because generally what you need to do about what you're hearing is sit down with your spouse or with your children or with whoever or with someone you respect and start casting vision for your family. Where do you want your family to be in one year, two years, five years, ten years, fifteen years? If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time. So most, most marriages generally run into trouble because there's nothing we are, we are working towards. So if, if, if you can start working on those things, we need, if you say maybe we are going on a holiday, this is how we need to finance it. We, we need each one to be able to maybe study something every year that helps us be at the same level of conversation. This is what we want for our children. This is where they are going to go to colleges. So we need to put, start putting the money together. This is how we want to grow as a family. And then you start planting the seeds that are necessary. As I finish, as I finish, let me talk about these two verses as I finish. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Only by pride cometh contention but with the well-advised wisdom. Only by pride. So you would think that the contention you're having right now in your marriage was caused by the other person, the in-laws, the outlaws, the money, the whoever. No, 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 no. The Proverbs writer says it's only by pride. In other words, if you can humble yourself, and humbling yourself does include those who have been wronged. <laughs> Look, 
if if you haven't been wronged, humility is very easy to come by when you are when you're when you're what wrong, hopefully. But when you feel you're right and you feel it is within your right, like what who does he say he is? What does he call himself? Oh, who does she say? What does she think she is? It's only by pride that contention comes. But with a well-advised is wisdom. We are bringing you some wisdom here to say look beyond your current pain and catch a vision for your family. With a well-advised is wisdom. And then there's this last verse. James says in James 3.16, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Willing to yield. I remember there was this one couple I remember the last time we met with them together. It wasn't a big deal, by the way, these people. It was not like adultery or what. No, just a failure to yield. And I looked at them and they're like, oh God. These people are going to lose their marriage over nothing. And they lost it. Over, you know, nothing. Like when you see people, I say, no, actually, there is nothing. But little, little things. Well, it's a case of just one person saying, you know what? Being right is not what defines me. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Let me let this person, whatever you want to call them, have their way today. So we start figuring out the future. They failed. And none of them had done anything grave to the other. The usual things that you think are unforgivable. It wasn't any of that. They failed to yield. The wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy. Full of, do you know? Do you know when you need to have mercy? Huh? Do you usually have mercy on people who haven't done anything wrong? full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's the wisdom from above and God wants to restore you. And that, that's our heart today. Thanks for joining us. We just want you to know God wants to restore you. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.